your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Feeling an itch in the back of your throat? Sniffling, tired, drowsy and lacking energy? Oh, let's see what Dr. Google has to say. No, 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 no. Not a good idea. Easy and convenient access to tech like this means that some of you, maybe a lot of you, are choosing to bypass healthcare and consult Dr. Google directly with online self-diagnosis. Doesn't that sound like fun? Uh, Regular contributor, Dr. Ray O'Connor, adjunct clinical professor at the medical school at UL and a GP is on the line. Hello, Ray. Hello, good morning, Joe. Now, Ray, I'm terrible at this. I'm always at this nonsense. You know, I get something, I Google it, and I find then the most horrific answers come up for what's probably just a sore thumb. Yeah, um, I suppose the internet, you know, it depends on how you use it. It can be, you know, very helpful and it can be very difficult. I suppose there are a couple of basic principles. Um, The internet is, when something is free at the point of use, nothing is free. So when it's free at the point of use, it means you're not paying for it when you're using it. So somebody else or something else is paying for it. And in the case of Google, which is one of the most profitable companies in the world, um, what pays for it is targeted advertising. So like when you look at, for example, you Google your symptoms, um, the first thing you'll get is um, you'll get uh, links to websites that are funded by people who have something to sell you. Uh, now, the information may be actually quite good, uh, but there's an awful lot of it. And I mean, this is one of the problems that you have with the information superhighway, is that you get information overload. And sometimes that can actually be more difficult and more distressing than having too little information and having a whole load of stuff kind of thrown at you. And it's kind of like an untidy um, hot press uh, where you, you know, open the door and everything falls out, including your, you know, your Gucci underpants and your Dunstores socks. Uh, everything kind of falls <laughs> out on top of you uh, without being in any particular order, depending on their value or, you know, how good they are. And I think that's in essential. So, for example, if you Google low back pain, there's 4.3 billion pages right? 4.3 billion uh, links, uh, you know, if you were to go to the end. Now, yeah. most people don't go beyond the first or, or second page. But, but um, why is it, uh, first of all, that image you gave us there will live with me for the rest of the week. But, <laughs> but, but moving on from that, it, you know, it, it never comes up with something like, you know, I have a sore thumb. Well, maybe you hit it with a hammer. It's always, yeah. you know, oh, it's the start of necrotic something or other yeah, and your yeah. life will come to an end yeah, within yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, look, I suppose most people have common sense and they'll, you know, be able to kind of, I suppose, bypass that kind of thing. But, you know... But, but I don't. Be... My, my problem is, I, like, honestly, I, you know, yeah. this is why I shouldn't be allowed anywhere near tech. Because I will look at it and I'll go, oh, it's definitely the worst thing out there. A hundred percent, you know. Yeah. And, and I presume it must drive you guys mad as GPs. You probably have more and more patients coming in who have done this and are telling you what's wrong with them before they even have a proper conversation with you. Well, what would often happen, Joe, to be honest, is that people will come in and they say, look, you know, I've got a pain in my heart. 
and they've convinced themselves that they've you know got an angina and um so i i always start the conversation with saying well look let's not give it any name or diagnosis just tell me what your symptoms are and keep it in simple terms so i have this pressure i have this steady i have this and sometimes people have you know there isn't maybe a word in the english language so you kind of make it up and um, i have this funny buzzy feeling and and that's fine joe i'm 40 years out and i still uh hear things uh every day that i haven't heard before yeah, um, and you know it's amazing, isn't it? Like we've gone full circle to a degree on this, haven't we? I mean, we went from a yeah. point where doctors were treated like gods in villages up and down Limerick fifty years ago, and their word was law. Um, yeah. To to a point now where everyone seems to think, "Oh, sure, we can all get a medical degree off Google." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's very helpful if somebody. I suppose. Look, the point is that. Generally speaking, the internet is trying to sell you things unless you go to the good uh, links. So, for example, good links, I would say, like, for example, the HSE has some very good health links. Uh, and I use them all the time. The NHS in England, the CDC, Centre for Disease Control in America, they're very good kind of links. And then there are some medical organisations like, and I love this one, BAD. Uh, BAD is B-A-D, the British Association of Dermatology. They have some fantastic stuff for skin conditions like eczema, uh, psoriasis and stuff like that. And often what you'll do, like I would often use the internet during a consultation. So, for example, you'll be talking to a patient, for example, with asthma, and you'll be trying to teach them how to use the inhaler, say, with space or device to improve um, their um, management of their asthma. And then you can say, right, uh, if you go to the Asthma Society website and they have a section on um, inhaler technique and you can say, look, this is, and then I can actually, uh, you know, copy the link and, and text it to their phone. And then, you know, later on, because studies have shown that maybe up to 50%, up to a half of what you say to a patient in the consultation uh, doesn't register because people are so worried and concerned sure, and whatever. Sure. You know, so it's very helpful to actually have a link to that information, the, the essential information and things like patient information, leaflets, right. quick reference guides and stuff yeah. like that. So the internet can be very helpful. But as you say, it can also be very difficult, uh, especially when people are trying to sell you something. Yeah, we're ch- chatting to Dr. Ray O'Connor, UL, of course, and a GP himself. And that point about, you know, knowing what you're doing when you look for a website during a consultation. I can remember years ago, my poor beleaguered GP, I'd say when she sees me coming, she goes, oh my God, your man is back. Um, and I was talking about something or other and I'll never forget she looked back and, and, and picked a reference book, like old yeah. style reference book that she had yeah. behind her. And of course, at that point, I was convinced I was dying. <laughs> oh no, it's something she's yeah. never seen before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, the reference books are there as well. Yes, but like yes. the problem with the reference books, I suppose, is that, you know, they date and very quickly, um, you know, your book can be 20 and 30 years old and uh, can... So the beauty of, you know, good websites, uh, you know, I mean, again, take the HSE or the NHS or, you know, uh, any of the asthma or whatever, is that they're updated constantly according as things change. And, you know, the half-life of medical knowledge is actually quite short. Um, you know, it's so stuff that was, abs- and, and things tend to go in circles. So stuff that was absolutely true maybe 10 or 15 years ago is probably absolutely false now and may well be, 
true partially in 10 or 15 years time so mm. things are constantly kind of changing so it's you know but but yeah I mean the reference books are useful you know they have their place yeah and, and Ray I mean what are your general thoughts on you know video consultations there, there are more of them happening with GPs aren't there yeah yeah I mean I I, I, I had a a video consultation with my own GP recently and it was very helpful. Uh, now, I, I mean, I'd be maybe exceptional in the sense that I kind of knew what I was looking for and, you know, it was very positive in that regard. I mean, there are simple kind of straightforward consultations that you can have, um, say, for example, if somebody has a psychological issue, maybe anxiety or depression or whatever, and, you know, you start them on the course of treatment, whatever that is, and then maybe in two weeks' time, you might like to check in with them and see how they are. Now, that may well be a quick five minute, how are you doing? You know, did you do this? Did you do that? Well, I found that helpful. I didn't find this helpful, etc. And it can be very quick like that. So there are certain consultations like that where, you know, a physical examination isn't necessarily um, uh, um, important in that particular case. And then, I mean, for example, take hypertension. Um, If you, for example, uh, are measuring somebody's blood pressure in the clinic, it's probably quite inaccurate and it's much more accurate for somebody for example to have a validated blood pressure home monitoring machine that they use themselves with uh, that's calibrated and that's you know being they're going about their normal exactly yeah, yeah. 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 And, and they've come to you know they tee in with you and they say look my blood pressure is this and you know they've averaged it over the period of two weeks or whatever it is and then you can have that discussion and that's really helpful because right. that brings the patient in they're actually measuring they've got so-called skin in the game and so it becomes an interaction between two adults as opposed to um you know a kind of mother child uh, yeah, interaction I, I you. you know uh, one other thing we had dr clive kilgallen on yesterday the president of the imo and um, he was talking about the lack of gps you know around the country and and in limerick and the real challenges around that and the number of retirements that are coming up yeah yeah, yeah, I know it is a huge problem, Joel. And I mean, I'm involved, as you know, in the Midwest GP training scheme based here in the university. And like, we're training more people than ever before. Like, when I started 22 years ago, we had four, so it took three years to qualify. There were four doctors in each year. Uh, so there was 12 in the entire training scheme. Now we have 18 in first year alone and it takes four years to qualify. So, uh, you know, there's, there's about 70, almost 70 people uh, training in the scheme. Um, so, yeah, no, it is. It is challenging, but that's, uh, that's a global phenomenon. Um, so, it, it, you know, in the UK, in the developed world, it is a global phenomenon. And I think one of the answers to that, Joe, would be we need to kind of demedicalize things a bit uh, we also need to bring back, so I'm involved in the medical exercise program here in UL and we've recently published some stuff on the benefits, for example, of dance in um, uh, helping people with, say, chronic obstructive airways disease and uh, non-infective lung conditions so that uh, you bring back, there's a thing called social prescribing, uh, which was started up in East London about 20 odd years ago. Um, a GP found a lot of, a number of patients who had uh, a lot of social uh, issues and anxieties and he brought them together to actually start gardening in a vacant lot near his premises. And uh, they found it 
extremely therapeutic. Uh, you know, there's no tablets involved. People help each other and all of that kind of thing. I mean, the men's sheds, for example, that we have um, are, are a good uh, format of that. So I think there is an element of demedicalization, deprescription um, that, you know, needs to be brought in and we need to have some kind of balance, I suppose, uh, where we do have appropriate levels of medical care for people and then I suppose people are going older and their medical needs are more mm. complex as people go older and that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. Alright, well listen, thank you very much. I think uh, the message is uh, avoid Google um, and go to your doctor, talk to your doctor and be directed by someone who knows what they're doing in these things. Uh, Dr Ray O'Connor, adjunct clinical professor at the medical school at UL and a GP. Thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.